Digital marketing is something every small business owner knows they need to use. However, it can be this intimidating black box. If you're trying to figure out how to use this to your advantage and grow, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Tech Tony Podcast. Tony is your licensed Google data engineer, here to help you grow online with tips and tricks close to free that you can do yourself. What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Tech Tony podcast, Talking Small Business. Now, today, I have an awesome guest with me who I've had the pleasure of interacting with on some Facebook pages. He himself has actually answered some of my questions because, you know, in digital marketing, always learning. Uh, folks, I got Mark Kelly here with us. Mark, tell us a little bit about you and your company, man. Hey, it's great to be with you. I own Inbound Revenue. We're, we're a Google Ads company. We do both white label and direct clients, and we work with both lead gen and uh, e-commerce clients. That's awesome. Mark, tell everyone how long have you been in business? How long have you been doing, have you been doing PPC? I've been at it for a little while. I started in 2003, so that puts us somewhere around 17, 18 years. I started an e-commerce business back when, uh, you know, e-commerce was easy and money was flowing on the internet like, like water. And... Uh, ran some Google ads. And to my surprise, next thing you know, I had some sales and I was, uh, I was sold. I had an IT background, so it was a natural fit due to the interface and the amount of data. And it was also a good choice given that over time, Google basically pulled away all the data that you'd ever want from SEO. Nice. Real quick, are you, are you, do you know or are familiar with the name Matt Pinelli? That sounds extremely familiar. He's changed his name. I'm not going to announce what his name is now because he's asked me not to disclose it because he's, he's closest group of friends, but he's actually my mentor. And I think you and him are always in the same chat groups answering like questions with each other. And whenever I see Mark show up, if, I, if I'm in a chat, it's not a race of who's better or whatever, but whenever I see a chat, I try, I try to interact with them. But if I see Mark or Matt have already answered the question, I'm like, well, that's that problem's been solved. But that's cool. On. That's so cool. <laughs> um, I am constantly learning things, and I'm constantly learning things from other Google Ads people. Mark, we do it. Like, <laughs> yeah, we. It, it's funny. You run into the same people all the time. I respect a lot of the people uh, in the industry, um, and it's yeah. There's a lot of good people in this industry, and I often look to them for answers, or at least different approaches to how to do sure. something. They're always, always learning. There's no such thing as someone just knows all everything about Google because tomorrow Google can just throw something at you and out the window it goes. Absolutely. Well, Mark, tell us what you, well, uh, we were in chit chat a bit about small business, chit chat a bit about PPC. And if, if I could just throw a quick question at you, Mark, why, why should a small business worry about Google ads versus when they got, when most of the competitors are big, like Walmart, Target, and whatnot? Why should a small business use Google Ads? Well, the, the easiest reason, I think, is that it's where everyone's going. It's the yellow pages, you know, of the modern era. And oh, anyone that had a business back when I first started my first business <laughs> advertised in the yellow pages. That's and true. everyone used the yellow pages. And 
your business probably doesn't compete directly with the Walmarts and the Amazons. If you're a local service business or if you're a local restaurant or a local store, you're trying to get feet you know, in the door or clients to call you. Google's, Google ads are the fastest way to do that. So use them correctly, use them wisely, and you're going to have some success with them. I mean, what's your alternative? That's true. I like how you say correctly and wisely because I see so many businesses, I guess the correctly part or lack of knowledge, I guess I should say is a lot of businesses try to use Facebook like Google and that doesn't quite work out well for them. My sense is that they are two different platforms. I certainly know people in the Facebook space who seem to do very, very well. Mm-hmm. In my mind, there's nothing, uh, there's nothing better than someone actively searching for the service that you have or offer, as opposed to Facebook is more traditional advertising in that it's interruptive. No one goes to Facebook so that they can see an ad and it's targeting demographics, just like, you know, your uh, TV commercials target, you know, the 18 to 24, you know, age range or the 65 plus, you know, depending, just like magazines and everything else is done. So it's a very traditional it's a modern application of a traditional marketing method and search campaigns on Google seem to me, uh, while they can be more costly, but you're paying for the quality that you get. That's true. Well, uh, when, when you're talking to businesses and, and you're, you're explaining Google ads, what's, what, what was I trying to say here? What would you say to the business that's on the fence that hasn't tried Google ads yet? Well, there's a, you know, there's a couple of things. And just to go back to the Facebook thing, I think this applies to both questions. If you wake up and there's a big watery mess in your bathroom and you have the type of plumbing skills that I have, <laughs> do you run to Facebook or do you run to Google? People whip out their phone. They go, I need a plumber. I need a plumber now. Where's a close Exactly. Plumber near me. There's no one going to... Now, if you need an interior designer or you need a reference on something that's not an emergency service, you might ask your friends on Facebook, but no one goes to Facebook to find a thing. People actually grab Google, just like to use this reference again, just like they grabbed the phone book and said, I need to find someone to come walk my dog, to come, you know, fix my broken sink, whatever the case may be. So it's the immediacy of it. The other thing that the thing that I say all the time to small businesses is, are you cool with the fact that your bigger, better competitor down the street is on there? So all the people that are searching for your service in your area, those exact people that you say you want to reach, well, your competitors are reaching them. So how badly do you really want to reach them if you're not getting the lowest hanging fruit available to you as a business? And to me, it's just low hanging fruit. You have to approach it smartly. Mm. And there are some niches that are, or some businesses to speak in business talk that are um, more expensive than others, but that's the space you decide to play in. That's true. Definitely difference, difference in cost. That's definitely true. Do you have a particular business that you, that you like to work in? or a particular niche that you enjoy working with the most? No, I have some that I like. I'm not gonna say that they make the most business sense all the time. Um, (laughs) I like landscaping businesses for a number of reasons. Uh, 
it's just sort of a preference. We've done well with them and they offer a variety of services. So a landscaping business could be landscaping. It could be landscape design. It could be hardscape. It could be, you know, mowing, depending on how you stretch. So that's one that I enjoy working with. I just like working with any small to medium sized business that has a good service and wants to reach out to the community and let them know that they have it. We also do a lot of work with e-commerce and I, one thing that I'll say, this is sort of inside uh, baseball type of thing, but one reason I like working with e-commerce is you get immediate feedback on whether your, your work was effective or not, because you see the sales and revenue pile up, assuming that you have your settings set up correctly. Mm-hmm. Whereas with your lead generation, particularly with a smaller client or a smaller business, they may not have their sales uh, processes nailed down. They may not have things go into a CRM right away. It's harder to get feedback on the effectiveness of the work that you've done. So we typically hand off a, a marketing qualified lead, but you don't always know unless you have the follow-up and the CRM and the feedback from the client, how much uh, revenue resulted. And those are important metrics uh, that should be measured. That's true. Well, uh, educate some people here. What, what, what forms of Google Ads are there? Because there, no one, when digital marketing talk about Google Ads, we talk about search ad, which is the most popular mm-hmm. format out there. What else is there for businesses to take advantage of? Well, there's a, a, a plethora of opportunities. Search ads are obviously your uh, most common, I would say, uh, and the low-hanging fruit for lead generation. But you also have display uh, where you can target people, much like you do on uh Facebook, though, probably with less specificity, I would say, where you can target people by demographic, age, you know, sex, that sort of thing. You can target people regionally. Um, and then remarketing ads where someone comes to your site and then you follow them around creepily around the internet as they uh, visit <laughs> other sites. Very effective. Uh, shopping campaigns where, you t- you know, you're looking for red shoes and you see the ads pop up at the uh, at the top of the uh, Google search results that take you directly to an e-commerce site. And then there's uh, YouTube, uh, where there's a lot of opportunity in YouTube, especially, uh, I mentioned this now because I've seen a significant up, uptick in interest in YouTube, which is, if you think about it, is a search engine mm-hmm. in its own right. And Facebook ads having had a lot of problems recently with Facebook ads, Facebook accounts. I've sensed that people are looking at YouTube as an opportunity there. It's a little bit uh, harder to play there because you need to have some some sort of video assets uh, there, which is more difficult to create than say a landing page. But I've seen a lot of uptick in interest lately in YouTube ads. So that's basically the uh, networks that you can run on for Google. I don't know if you had a chance to look at it because I know it's fairly new. Have you have you seen it's a new form of ad targeting called the location ad where it plays a, a video in the search? It's it's like only a few weeks old. My, a buddy of mine pointed out to it that if a business it's great, he, it's good for small businesses, but they have to have content, meaning a YouTube channel, to be able to leverage that form of advertising. I, I think I'm saying it wrong. I'm, I'm gonna Google I'll, that right after we get off this call. It's it's um yeah you're speaking of always learning if you go to create a new campaign on the second row it'll say like location targeting map and the the little animation on it will look like a google maps display 
Okay, yeah, no, I read about that, but I haven't seen it in the, I haven't even, I don't recall even seeing it in, in the interface. Uh, I, it just came available, like, like I, I just started playing like three days ago myself. Is it um, one of those things they're rolling out in uh, dribs and drabs? Because I've seen that sometimes where they implement something uh, to certain sectors of the user base. I don't know, I'll check it out though. It is coming out. It is, it is going everywhere. It, is, it will be something that's used. I thought it was very interesting because you mentioned the YouTube stuff. It's my, my buddy pointed out. He was like, if these, if these clients, if your clients don't start making content, they're not going to be able to leverage everything Google has to offer. What part of that content is an active YouTube channel? That's good because Google had, well, that's, not surprising, I guess, is the thing to say, because Google has been pushing content, 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 mm -hmm. like forever. So yeah. that makes total sense to me that they would do that. It's like it's, a, a highly it's advanced. Why people come to your podcast to get the cutting edge. You know, <laughs> I, I learned it from someone else, man. I, I ain't pretending to be the first one to know it. Because <laughs> when he pointed it out to me, it was like a very, it was like a very highly updated display ad. But it took like 20 minutes. He showed him the whole process. It took him like probably 20 minutes to set the whole thing up. But his emphasis was, you know, man, Google specifically said they're pushing that content. You have to have a logo. You have to have images. You can't use any stock photos. And it, it links up to your Google My Business profile. And you have to have YouTube, YouTube content. And I was like, that's incredible. That's interesting. Yeah. And he was getting around... Um, Probably a little bit more than your average display at anywhere from a dollar to uh, twenty-three cents per click, depending on the industry. One of his clients, his average click, his average cost per click was twenty-three cents. And what okay. it ended up doing was uh, your options are directions, call or call the business, or incite store visits. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I know they've been pushing. Uh, more opportunities to promote physical stores mm -hmm. and for the, physical locations. Let me put it that way. So that fits in. The store visits, he wasn't too sure how to set that up because he hadn't played with it enough, but he, he was able to show me the other one that the call to action, call the business or uh, uh, have them um, have the call to action on your ad and you request directions from the business. Oh, it's interesting. I wonder what the conversion rate is because in the end, that's what we, yeah. Conversion rate and costs. He just set it up last week for, for three of his clients, all three of them being um, restaurants. Okay. So I'm curious to see. Uh, I'm going to start playing with them around myself. Uh, there wasn't a lot of options. It wasn't like a standard search ad where there's like a hundred different combinations. It, was, it looked like it was uh, fairly easy. So I'm, um, uh, I'm looking forward to that too, to what he has to say about it. He'll, he'll be on my podcast talking about it sooner. <laughs> I just made a note there. Yeah. Check into that when we get off of here. Yeah, it, it's something new. I thought was very interesting. Um, but it's just businesses are, are small businesses. I feel like sometimes with me, I don't know about you, you know, with some of the businesses you talk to, but they're scared because every business owner knows what Google is, but they they don't know how either don't know how to harness it or they try it themselves and got burnt. And mainly when they, when I say they got burnt, also like four hundred dollars in one week just went whoop out the window. <laughs> Because Google has a habit of, it, you, I tell people all the time, it's very easy to set up campaigns. It's very hard to set them up correctly and effectively. So they've given you a tool that allows you to send, to transfer money easily from your account to Google's account, which <laughs> works well for Google. Yeah. 
the alternative is it's if you're a new business, it's fairly expensive to pay someone uh, to do the work for you. But in the end, it's less expensive to pay someone than to do it yourself most of the time because of the amount of money that you're going to, the amount of leads you're going to miss, the amount of money that you're going to waste just on running poorly, you know, conceived campaigns. With, with, with your experience, Mark, how have you seen the landscape change where it comes to people using traditional forms of advertising, radio, billboards, TVs, to the Google ads? Because not dogging on it, but I feel personally those traditional forms of advertising probably aren't as effective as they used to be outside of a TV ad being on an NFL type of deal. I think there are certain applications for traditional advertising. Um, and I'll give you an example of that. I think that this might be a good time to take advantage of direct mail simply because you don't get much quote unquote uh, junk mail anymore. So this might be a good time for business to business direct mail to stand out. Uh, some people, attorneys apparently still do well with billboards because they're everywhere. True. Yeah. But it seems to me you have to go where the people are. Uh, and the people are obviously online more than anywhere else. And then you just have to find the right strategy that meshes with the product or service that you offer. Uh, you know, and it, that can be the challenge to try to figure out how to target your audience correctly. One of the things that people expect and this might be off topic a little bit here, but I run into this with advertisers that they expect that they can take their really, they haven't given a lot of thought to marketing their business and it, they, they're very good at what they do, mm -hmm. but they haven't thought about how to differentiate their business, how to create offers that are going to entice clients, those sorts of things. So, the challenge is to think like a marketer and think like a uh, think like a consumer. And that takes more than just, you know, that doubles up the difficulty for the average business owner running their own ads. Cause now not only do they have to know Google, which is, which you can't know. We just figured that out right here that uh, <laughs> even though we do this all day, you're like, have you seen this thing? So you can't know that. The other thing that you probably don't know a lot about is, is marketing. We do this stuff all day long. Uh, so you, you start to know, well, I'm going to have to have an offer. I'm going to have to have something to get them in the door. I'm going to have to have something to make them pick up the phone, blah, 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 that sort of thing. So it's a, it's a complex thing for the small business and I'm, and I'm sympathetic to them, but I ask again, where else are you going to go? That's true. Uh, that's true. Do you, do you, do you do any work with Bing or Yahoo ads? We do work with Bing. It's sort of like, uh, it's sort of like you exhausted all the work, you know, ad spend that you can on Google. Do you want to go over to Bing? That's still how we approach it. Um, you know, if, because Bing's just still 10% of the market, I guess. I'm not sure what the numbers are now. A smaller I, percentage of the market. I myself, I've been pushing the, the need. I haven't started studying Bing yet, but people have told me that like, it's exactly like Google Ads. Like it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's the exact same thing. We literally can copy campaigns from Google into Bing and then make some modifications and then you just have to opt them differently. There's something wrong with Bing. It just has a lot fewer eyeballs. I guess that's the thing that's wrong with Bing. It has a lot fewer eyeballs. 
it's um, true. But if you want, you know, ten, if you've maxed out your Google search opportunities, at Bing, you'll get a few more eyeballs and a few more sales and leads. The only reason I do that ask is one of my clients, his, his clientele are military people. In the area that I live in, there's a really dominant military base, your military presence. And he told me, he's like, hey, we work on Bing because the military computers on base, they're only allowed to use Bing. They're on internet. That's interesting. Yeah, it was a very interesting concept. So uh, that's why I'm like, man, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start learning Bing to help him out to help him out with his ads. His Google Ads is working great. Facebook's working great for him. But he he brought that up to me because he's like, hey, about anything on base, it uses. They have to use Internet Explorer. They have to use Bing. And I was all. I'll make a note of that. If I'm selling any military products, yeah, or products to military families, use Bing. I, I thought it was an interesting concept too. So I'll. I'll be studying Bing sooner or later. <laughs> I'll be sooner. One of the challenges that we have with Bing offering it is that once you've moved the campaigns over there, you're going to have to opt, optimize those, opt those, as we say, campaigns separately. We're going to charge you to do that. So you get 10% more traffic, but it takes about as much work, you know, to, to opt them. So maybe you opt them less often or something, but it's still an added expense. So, if people are looking to expand or if someone wants to totally own their market, that's the place to go. I mean, we get asked a lot of times, what should my budget be? And that's the type of thing, you know, one of the questions I ask is what's your objective? Do you want to own the market? Because some companies really do. They want to be the number one roofing company in Dallas, Texas, which would cost you a little bit of money. Um, yeah. Dallas, Texas will. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy down there right now. But, um, if you want to own the market, then that's a different budget. But most people come to you with a budget in mind and, and an ad spend budget in mind. And then you, you try to work within that. Um, yeah. So that's, I guess I've exhausted all my knowledge about Bing now. <laughs> no, no, I, I, that's true. A lot, a lot of people just, just don't know enough um, or it's just not, it's just not used. And now we're going to figure this one out too with our, with our digital marketing tactics. Um, Mark, with, tell everyone if, if they want to reach out to you. Where, where, where can they find you? How can they get a hold of you? Well, the easiest way to get a hold of us is uh, just go to inboundrevenue.com. Not Revenue Inbound. There is another company out there. Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't think they're an AdWords company. Uh, they're probably not as awesome as us. Inboundrevenue.com. Phone number on there. Form on there. Find me on Facebook. Uh, that's, you know, I'm always out there trying to hop into forums and, and if I can't be helpful, then at least try to be sarcastic. Um, that's true. Shoot, man. Mark, I definitely appreciate you being with us on the show. Before we go, is there anything you want to tell people or tell small businesses about Google PPC that you think they just got to know this? Any, any final thoughts you have? I think the one thing that I would say about 2021 in particular go for it. is be very careful. Google is really pushing all of us towards AI and quote unquote smart campaigns or finding ways to blend that into the suite of services that we offer. But as a new person, if you're going to run Google ads, they're going to push you towards smart. Be very aware, do some reading, make sure you know what you're, you're stepping into. If you're a Google ads expert, or that's one of the things that you uh, plan to become this year, I would spend some time trying to understand what the smart campaigns do, how they do it, and how you can blend them effectively or not. 
with traditional search, display, remarketing, et cetera, et cetera. That's funny you bring it up because I'm, I'm, I'm personally, I'm not a fan of smart campaigns. I've, I, I have ran only with one company, a tow truck company, roughly enough, that the smart campaigns actually worked. Where when someone needs a tow truck, like they get in a wreck, I need a tow truck. I'm stuck in a car, I'm stuck in a dish, I need a tow truck. Ironically enough, the smart campaigns were working. But other than that, personally, personally for me, and uh, I guess nine out of 10 marketers just don't use smart campaigns. You just can't edit it and target it as well as you could a search ad. It's not much you can do with them from yeah, the optimization point of view. We've used a couple of them for low budget um, smart shopping campaigns with some effect. Um, and we've used some smart display where, but I'm not, I don't want to mess with my search campaigns. I don't want to mess with my traditional targeted display and remarketing campaigns. And the thing is that it's sort of like uh, the blob that takes over your campaigns. If you start to run a smart campaign, it's going to try to suck as much traffic out of your other campaigns as possible. So it's not something that plays well with others. That's true. That's true. Primarily, I voice smart campaigns. Mark, uh, appreciate you being on the show. If people want to want to learn more about Mark, make sure you hit him up at inboundrevenue.com. And he'd be more than happy to consult with you, sit down, and see what you need. Other than that, until next week, you'll have a happy marketing. Thank you for listening to the Tech Tony Podcast. As always, make sure to like and follow to not miss an episode. And if you want to learn more, make sure to follow Tech Tony on YouTube at Tech Tony, on Twitter at High Tech Tony, or on the Facebook group, Growing Your Small Business with Google. Feel free to ask any of your questions. Till then, happy marketing.